everybody welcome back to the i can't deal with this podcast we got the whole crew here jacob and adam how y'all doing today man we're doing good we're doing good how you doing gabe good man as always man what's up brother what's up brother man these exams man they're killing you yeah a little bit how many how many more you got left i just got one left one tomorrow oh so after that you're you're done yeah i'm good how how have you done uh so far in your exams I think I've done good. The math one or calculus, that's eh, iffy. But, I mean, other than that, I think I'm doing good. In them. One thing that I do n- not miss about college is I do not miss the exams and the stress that came along with them. Adam, did you I have rather? Mi- I would rather, honestly, with exams, I would rather, like, through the semester, we don't have any tests and have one big exam at the end of the Dude, you know. that would stress me out so much of just, <laughs> like, if what, you get – if you pass, you pass. If you fail, you fail. I think, like, in Germany, that's how they do it. Like, you go to school for four years, and then at the end of that fourth year, you take a big test. And, like, if you pass, you get your diploma. If you don't pass, you – you get your diploma probably. So what I learned, <laughs> I learned actually some because one of my uh, one of my students in my classes is a German exchange student, and he told me that healthcare and um, education in Germany is completely free. Yeah, Jake, we're the only country that don't but, have it like that. But listen to this though, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, like yes, that that definitely would be great. But also, like, they also their taxes are half their yeah. paycheck. So like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like you make two thousand dollars and you come back and it's one thousand dollars. But like, I mean, but also, what if you're too stupid to go to college? Like you're just yeah. paying for other people's education. But no one is above getting sick or getting injured. True. So. You know, you're right. You're right. Definitely. So this is week. This episode fourteen of the I can't deal with this podcast. Um, now I have a question because it's been a wild week at Garinger. Um, there's been a lot of fights. Also, apparently, there's this girl in which didn't know that she was seven months pregnant. I don't know how that happens. Um, but the question that I have for you, <laughs> the uh, the question Hell that I have no. for you is, <laughs> what is the wackiest thing? Like, what's the wildest thing that you've seen at your school? Now, it could be middle school, it could be high school, it could be college. I know that Adam and me, we went to East Max, so we've seen kind of our share of kind of fights and stuff. But what is Kata's wackiest story? There's not really any. I mean, like, Kata was such, like, I don't know. I guess the wack, the craziest thing that ever happened at Kata. <sighs> All right, this is going to sound kind of sad. The craziest thing that happened at Kata, I recently went back. Like I hadn't been there for like a year and a half. I walked in there. They had like a whole like game set up. Like they, the students built like a like that Pac-Man machine type thing. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting in the hallway. Any students can play on it now. Wow, that's pretty dope. That's impressive, actually. Yeah, that is dope. Is that not the crazy story about Kata? What? Remember to tell me you told me like y'all quarterback got this girl pregnant and then like yeah. My bad. I am in the the right bins out there, but like, then like I think like, it, so it, sorry it, for the sorry for any 
Republicans. I think she like a board there or something like that, and oh, no, she it, cheated on him or something. It was crazy. It, it, that it actually, was, it wasn't the quarterback. It was it was somebody else. But yeah, okay. that, that's actually a com- pretty common instance at Geringer, actually. Um, Adam, what's <laughs> your what's your wildest story that you have at East Mac or CP um, or anything like that? Man, I don't know, bro. No, I think I think the craziest thing, like, and I was like. It's horrible, and I'm I'm kind of even like debating this shit. Even say this, but this kid, like, got a blowjob from one of the special needs like students, and I was like, Oh my god! I was like, Dude, like, someone that's, should kill you. That's, like, hor- that's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, that's tough. Um, especially you had to be like went to East Mac like before before, but like one time there was a deer that ran through the hallways. A deer oh yeah! The oh yeah! I was actually a freshman then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> deer, oh, that would <laughs> jump through the window and I, jump. I yeah. honestly forgot about that, but th- that would be probably up there on yeah. my craziest thing that ever happened. Right. I was in the French building, and the deer jumped through the hallway or jumped through the window <laughs> into a classroom, and, and the teacher the and, and then, the yeah. teacher was the first one out. <laughs> and like there was, and I don't, and I can't remember if it's true or not. But there were talks that like the teacher closed the door behind her and left all the students in there with the deer. And if you look up, if you look up like on YouTube, like East Mech Deer, it will be the first one up. But it was a wild time. Yeah, it was um, pretty crazy. But probably the biggest, probably the craziest thing that happened to me is this year actually. Um, right. Uh, God rest her soul, maybe. I don't know. Um, it depends on how you look at it. But there was a teacher in which, like, got accused of touching a kid, in which is uh, obviously a big no-no. I mean, uh, WBC, uh, they were saying that they was getting it on. That's what I was saying. Well, it could – so the students saying that no, they didn't have sex – the everybody the just trying to save face. Yeah, and and I get that. Um, but what ended up happening was is like she was she got brought brought to court. Um, she made bail, and then like two three days later, she did a murder suicide on herself and her husband. Of like she murdered her husband and then committed suicide. And we were on a modified lockdown for like three hours. It was it was. A, I mean, it's a terrible thing, and it's a terrible mm-hmm. thing to happen. Um. And it's it would definitely was a wild time. This whole semester, like at the beginning of the semester, somebody got hit at Garinger, like a car. A, yeah, by, by bro. Course. Well, my first year since the Piedmont, bro, like three people got hit in a week, <laughs> and so like now, like they have like the sheriff department and like Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department and like and like Central Piedmont's like security guys, like. They're like all at the crosswalks, making sure students get over safe and stuff. Yeah, nothing yeah. like that's ever happened anywhere I've gone. But I mean, I don't really know. It's that been a while. That's what you went. That's what you get for going to charter schools and special schools and all that. Yeah, uh, he's he too smart yeah. for us, dog. That's <laughs> them engineering schools where they can count <laughs> yeah. to twenty instead of ten. Exactly. We can't count more than seven. All right. Uh, I actually heard this. The next question that I have for you guys is, I actually heard this on another podcast. What is your tier list of candies? All right. Now, you got, you got like, also, now this might cause a little bit of debate. Is candies, do you count, like, chocolate candies as candies, or are they just chocolates? What? Would you count chocolates like M&Ms? There's no, there's no debate. Chocolate's a type of candy. Okay, so you say M&M's and... No, not I say 
the world says the that. world <laughs> hey i've actually heard it quite a few quite a few ways of like what I, else would chocolate be qualified as chocolate I, in the in the meat section like no, no <laughs> they would just i think it is too like chocolate you, as its own thing like you can plant like chocolate comes out of the ground right like you plant it cocoa beans yeah yeah the beans oh but, but like you sweeten just, it so yeah like you put that, like so much sugar in it to get it because like chocolate by itself is bitter yeah it's hard it's horrible so yeah. what is your so what is you guys's tier one candy of like if i just put you in a candy store of any type of candy you want what is the first thing you're going to first thing i'm going for is the sour patch kids the okay. water the watermelon ones sour sweet gum that's one of mine too i like that all right what about uh, you Adam? i'm gonna go reese's cups i like reese's cups they're pretty good okay okay Peanut butter, chocolate Peanut butter chocolate flavor. Do y'all remember that that <laughs> commercial? The little black kid. Rocking. Yeah, dude. Hey, hey, that thing went hard back in the day. Um, so mine actually is kind of changed a little bit. I used to be Eminem, ride or die, but I'm kind of now transitioning into a Three Musketeer type guy. I really that like was Three my Musketeers. Candy when I was a kid, yeah. I haven't had a Three Musketeers in years, dog. All right. So what is your second and third choice? So that's where we're gonna cut it off. Second and third choice. All right, so you got Sour Patch Kids, Gabe. Where are you going next? My second choice, I'm going with Skittles. I'm on my Marshawn Lynch type vibe. Okay, and your third choice? Um, Probably Snickers. Snickers? Yeah. You're not you when you're hungry? You are not you when you're hungry. Um, yeah. I'm going to go his the Sour Patch Kid Watermelon as my number two, and I'm going to go three. I'm also going to go Snickers. I like peanut butter and nuts and chocolate. Yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I'm going to go with M&M's number two. Um, and then I'm going to go with an old-fashioned Hershey bar. Dude, I love Hershey, Hershey bars. Hershey bars are kind of underrated. With like, They're really good. Yes, uh, absolutely. I've never been a super sour guy. Like, I don't like when it makes me like my mouth all clench up because it's so sour. I've never been like a Sour Patch Kids or anything type of guy. But, um, dude, good candies, good candies. Now. This is a sports podcast, so we talk about sports. Week 14 happened in the NFL this week. We had some big games, and we have two titans of teams, which me and Adam's teams like went that. against titans. one another. Yeah, like that? Ma- mammoths? Ma- mammoths or titans? No, titans is fine. Titans? Because in Greek gods, the titans were bigger than the, the gods. The gods, yeah. Yeah, so... Greek, dude. Greek uh, mythology is awesome, dude. Greek mythology was, yes. used to I be like my per, thing. Yes. I like Percy Jackson. Yes, and like their little like. Did you read like, all of them? I read like. See, the thing is, I read like all of them, but I would never finish them. I would get like halfway, and then I'd be bored, and I just yeah. But I I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. Gabe, did you read all of them? Yeah, like there was. I read like half of one in like. Two hours, like. All right. That's all right. All right. That's because that, half of one is like 150 yeah, pages. That's disgusting. Man, Why are you in a, that much? <laughs> in a hundred in two hours, I could maybe get 50 pages at most. Yeah, no, and that's no. even on a good day. I read all of them. I was a big fan, like in middle school, of the Percy Jackson series. That's the only book series in which I've read, like beginning to end, all of the series. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Also, Roman mythology is pretty cool, too. It's kind of like the same thing as Greek mythology, but a little bit more, like, war-heavy type thing. They have way more, like, gods, too. Yeah. They have a lot of gods. Um, 
Dang, I don't even know what we were talking about. We were talking about oh, we were talking about the, the Titans. Titans. So we had Adam's team, the Saints, against my team, the 49ers. And it was literally a smash mouth, like, slugfest of the 49ers ended up on top. But I got to give your Saints credit of y'all's offense. People sleep on Drew Brees, and Drew Brees was balling. Yeah, man. He scored all five of our, he scored all five of our touchdowns. Well, yeah, he scored five five out touchdowns. He just, man, he just, man, he's just definitely a great quarterback. I'm going to, you know, I'm, Jimmy, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he was the wink link of the 49ers, but I, th- I still think he is, but he really played well against Drew Brees and the Saints. He, like, pass percentage was off the charts. Um, the running game was going well. But you got you gotta you gotta remember it's not Jimmy G without his patented inter- interception. That that is true, and <laughs> the interception like Jimmy G one time, yeah. like dude, just don't throw an interception. interception. I just think Jimmy G like, you know, I think you know that one interception is gonna happen. Yeah, I think I just think he played very very well. I was really really impressed, Jimmy G. I was really really impressed. I think that. I think right now the Patriots are kind of, kind of. I think maybe Robert Kraft maybe a little upset because he picked Tom over Jimmy Garoppolo and traded Jimmy G to the 49ers. Yeah, because Tom's not playing well right now. But dude, can you imagine though, like as an owner, like you trade away the greatest of all time to like a team while he's still kind of in his prime, like a couple years ago when the he was trade happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, yeah. last year. Or two years ago, that Tom, was MVP. Tom, that was his yeah. MVP season. Yeah. Um, but can you just imagine the riot that would happen if Tom Brady got traded away to the 49ers? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I think I think uh, I know it was working out for the 49ers. Jimmy Jimmy G played very, like I said, he played very 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 well. Um, the running back, my committee, they ran they ran all over us, which is crazy because like run defense is our thing. And, and yeah, I'm and I've a, and I have a question for you, and it's the same thing that honestly I have to deal with too. Um, do you like because your team put up or your team gave up? I think it was forty eight points, and my team gave up forty five points. Is that just a testament to like how good our de- offenses are, it, or uh, how a testament of like we need to be concerned about our defenses? Well, uh, not to jump on the 49ers or anything, but like I've never really trusted y'all secondary i think your front seven is where you're you're like where's the meat at and your defense is i mean great teams always bring the best out of each other as well true so like usually usually when two really good teams play each other you know this you know this type of thing you know it's not that surprising and these are not arguably, these are the top two teams in the NFC. NFC yeah. So, I mean, th- this was expected. I mean, it was a game that, like, the ending was fitting for, like, how the whole game played out. Oh, for sure. And another thing, like, another thing, I think trade of the year has to be Emmanuel Sanders to the 49 Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Because he's just been playing, like, like, he's what Jimmy G needed. They had a lot of really young receivers out there that never set themselves apart from everyone else. Emmanuel Sanders came in, 32 years old, was playing very well. And I oh. think that's what – with him and George Kittle and those running backs and the young receivers, I think that's what's going to get them, you know, deep in the playoffs. I don't 
I'm not saying Super Bowl this year. I think you got to give a team more like a, a playoff loss to you know realize like realize how good a team or and like realize their strengths and weaknesses. But like they're going to be good for the next couple years. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Um, what I'm not interested. Well, I am interested in an aspect, but what I'm also not kind of looking forward to is who do you think is going to win this NFC East? Because this is a very ugly, like it's a very ugly division. You got, you got the giants. You also have the Redskins, correct? Mm -hmm. Um, You have the Cowboys and you got the Eagles in which none of them are above 500. So Gabe, who do you have as the NFC East champion? I, I mean, I, I think the Cowboys are still going to come out on top in this division. The Eagles, they, I think, despite the Cowboys' struggles, I still think the Eagles have looked worse than them, because the Cowboys they have the potential to like go off, because they still have Zeke, they still have Dak, they still have Amari Cooper, they still have, um, and they still got Michael Gallup. I mean, yeah. a up and coming yeah. wide receiver, and they still have a good uh, like. People still don't forget, like they're they still got a good defense for the most part. They have now, a good defense on paper, but like I think like they got an interception this past week. That's like the one interception they've gotten like in like six or seven games. Yeah. And like it's like how do you not get interceptions? You gotta turn the ball over. Dak, I think you said it's like you said it's like way back. If like the Cowboys were like maybe like ten and three or like maybe nine and four, Dak would be up there with Lamar. Like Dak's playing really, really well. He looks like the best quarterback in that division, which like Carson Wentz, like you got your you got your big payday contract, bro, but you're not, you know. And he hasn't have he hasn't had any like reliable court like receivers either. And so, I mean, I don't know. I think if I'm paying you money, you got to make do with what you got. Yeah. I'm actually going to go I think that the Cowboys on paper should run away with this, but I think that even though the Eagles aren't playing like themselves. I'm going with the Eagles just because they have that experience of winning a Super Bowl, of making the playoffs like two, three years in a row that really the Cowboys don't have going into the going into it because they're, for the most part, still a kind of young team um, and really have, haven't gone far into the playoffs. Um, and so I'm going to go with the Eagles, but I think that it's a, a, it's a poop show no matter which way you throw it um, because you got two teams in which – don't have over three wins and then you got two other teams in which have five to six wins and it's yeah. just an ugly time but hey man shout out to Eli Manning for that first half because we thought Eli Manning was coming out but it was past his bedtime so yeah. he Eli didn't played, show up Eli played well and like that running game for the Redskins like they had the they had the Packers looking kind of crazy too the Packers went up like the Packers went up like 14 nothing then the Redskins kind of came back and they lost the game 20, 20 to 15 but you know, don't sleep on AP and Darius Geis. Well, yeah. Darius Geis is out for the season. I just saw that earlier. But For what? Please tell me he didn't, like, tear his ACL again or something like, like that. Some kind of MCL sprain. Okay. Like okay. But, like, so I guess I guess they're kind of out. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Cowboys. Like, they're just, like, I'm going to go Cowboys for one reason. I really am starting to have a heart for Dak. That's the only okay. I could get that. I could get that. I mean, I like that. I like I like any team that has a really good offensive line. And, like, even though they're not playing lights out, like, 
the Cowboys offensive line still has the potential to be run over anybody. Definitely. Now, a lot of them are still getting hurt and stuff, but you can't take that away from Dak and Zeke and everybody. Now, we we need to talk about one more Titan because they were number 2 in the in the rankings this week in the NFC wild card spot? No. Number 2 seed in the NFC the going into it is the Seahawks. Is it time to concern – like, they got blown out by the Rams, and we've said on this show many times that the Rams are – a lot of people would see them as a mediocre team. Is this a kind of a fluke game for the Seahawks? Do you think that the Seahawks should be concerned? Um, well, in the Seahawks' defense, I think the Rams are finally, like, trusting – just saying to heck with it and trusting, like, Todd Gurley to carry the ball again and get yeah. him touches. And that's that's made a that made a huge difference in that game. I don't think the Seahawks were ready for that, but I I still do think the Seahawks are a better team than the than the Rams. I think the Seahawks are one of the best teams in the NFL still. So I I think that was just a fluke game. It happens. Okay. I think I think there's a lot of like pretenders and contenders. Is a difference. Like I think like I think like the Saints, Niners, are contenders. I think like the Seahawks and Packers, I think they're pretenders. They're teams that look like they're contenders, but they're really not. Okay. And only because like Russell Wilson, like yes, he could play like absolute like great like really great football, but like if he doesn't, which he didn't, like he got yeah. five, he got sacked five times, he threw a pick, yeah. like that's it. You know what I mean? And when teams have to put all their eggs in one basket, that's when things go downhill. And, like, you see with um, the Texans, like, I think they're pretenders as well because, like, they got Lamar and, like, they may have a couple eggs in, like, DeAndre, like D-Hop's basket. But, like, I think they're, like, one and done in the playoffs. You know what I mean? But Yeah, I think, I mean, for me, the Seahawks, I really like your pretenders versus contenders analogy. That's, um, uh, that's you know, um, undisputed. Thing. I didn't know that, but that was that was really good in my book. Um, just because, like the Seahawks, they're getting when you when Russell Wilson isn't Superman, then they have no shot. And like you can't put all that put all that emphasis on um, you can't put all that emphasis on one person. And the same thing happens for the Texans. You can't put all that emphasis on Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. And I mean. DeAndre Hopkins is great, and he is one of the top three wide receivers in the league. But you can't, you well, can't like they. If you don't have a good defense, and you really don't have a decent offensive line, or really anything else other than these two guys, you really can't do anything about. And it. they like they have a very underrated like like their receiving core is nasty. Like oh yeah, they got D Hop, they got Will, Will Fuller. Fuller, then they got Kenny Stills, they got uh, Kiki QT. And like, like these guys, though, like those four receivers right there, they could all be a number one, number one receiver on another team. Like, they're re- they're all really good receivers. It's just like Sean doesn't have time, and they don't have Lamar Miller. They got Carlos Hyde, which you know, uh, Carlos Hyde, bro, he was it for the Niners, and then after he, he left, no, like, it it was, he he was supposed to be it, and then he kept getting hurt. Yeah, like every year, it was like. This is Carlos Hyde's year, and then every year he would like tears ACL or tears meniscus or tears yeah. Achilles or something, and it was like, bro, like 
we need you to be it. Like, well, you were supposed to be Frank Gore 2.0. Yeah. I mean, something Cam Chancellor said his uh, LLB days is, like, Carlos Hyde was one of the hard people to tackle. And, like, you know, Cam Chancellor, like, scared. Nobody, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, I, I want to get – because it's, it's circulating in the news and it's a huge story in the NFL. What do you guys – how do you guys take this OBJ situation that's going on in Cleveland? I mean, I, I, I'm, I can't say I'm surprised. Mm. Like I, his we we talked about it before how Jarvis has been getting more targets than him all year. Like Jarvis has been the Browns' best receiver, and like I'm not saying I'm not calling Odell like unhappy for like his friend and stuff. Like they're best friends, but like Odell, I think when it comes down to it, is after Antonio Brown, the most talented receiver in the NFL. And when you're not – when you're losing years off of your prime, like – I mean, any star player is going to feel that type of way, especially being on the Browns team that everybody had high expe- expectations for. Yeah. But – Do you think yeah. – do you think kind of going off of that, do you think that he's justified in his ideas or do you think that it's kind of like – that he needs to kind of suck it up and carry on? <sighs> I mean, I I think in a way he is sort of justified because his quarterback isn't playing good at all. Because this quarterback, like Adam said last week, was one of the beginning of the season, one of the MVP candidates. But now he's like second in interceptions in the league yeah. or something like that. So, I mean, I think in a way he sort of is justified. Well, I just think – this Odell Beckham Jr. situation just simply hasn't worked. And, and of course, I was actually waiting for, oh, I'm hurt. Because they need a scope gate. They have no reason all that talent to be number, what, what are they, number three in their division? Yeah. Like, they need a scope gate. Of course, I, I knew some kind of injury was going to pop up, which they said – they said the Browns training facility, like Hold on, hold on. Did you say scope gate? It's scapegoat. Scapegoat, scope gate, same thing. <laughs> I was but, like, are you talking about are you talking about like a, a spy gate type thing? Or like uh, you're not funny. Like I said, um <laughs> I just think it hasn't worked and I hate that it didn't work. And it's, I it's just I, I I think a couple things are gonna happen with the Browns next year. I think Freddie Kitchens not gonna be there. I think Odell is not going to be there, and which I think, you know, I think it's going to hurt some people's feelings. I think, but like, it's just not going to work. You know, it's just not working. You know, there's been reports that he's been talking to teams, talking about you know trying to get me out of here, and I think that's what's going on. He never wanted to be in Cleveland in the first place. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, he like it took him a really long time to report. For just for the press conference, dog, and like you would think he would be way more ecstatic and happy because he's playing with his childhood best friend. No, um, you know he was talk. I don't know. There was reports that he was talking about all oh, Baker over Eli. Bro, you were balling with Eli. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, like you haven't done anything with Baker, and and there's a lot of going in it, and this experiment just hasn't worked. Um, you know. And yeah, just just doesn't work. Jarrell Peppers and that guard, the Zet, the I want to say his last name wrong, Zetter or whatever like that. 
and the, the Giants bad marked either really. Yeah. So it it just hasn't worked. Like both neither teams won. The Giants have two games won this year, and the Browns. Odell has under five hundred receiving yards this year. Yeah. So it just hasn't worked. Yeah, and I think to me, I I'm not a big publicity guy. Of like, it's one thing if you're unhappy and you talk to your agent or somebody about it, or you talk about it with your team. But that the fact that he's like talking to people on opposing teams as well. There was a video that came out of like him on game day in which like everybody else is in the huddle and he's just on the outside, and it's like that's just to me unprofessional. Um, that might just kind of be the way in which I kind of do things, but it, it just seems kind of like. A, a, an unprofessional move by OBJ. Um, but another thing that happened actually today is Patriots Spygate 2.0. Adam, can you kind of walk us through kind of what happened well, with that? And you know what was crazy? There was a – it wasn't even like them videotaping at their game. There is a Patriot – well, okay, let's not say a Patriot employee. A guy that said he worked for Robert Kraft videotaping – at the Browns and versus Bengals game. So not even a game the Patriots were playing in. And they were – they seemed that he was videotaping coaches, like hand signals on the Bengals. And a lot of people were like, why the Bengals? Yeah, because, I agree. Because <laughs> the Patriots, I mean, they did it to everybody. in Spygate won, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. They did it to everybody. The guy that actually reported him, Eric Mangini, he was the coach of the Jets at the time. They were 4-12 and and they were doing it to, them, to him. And it's like, why are you doing this to me, bro? Like, we're not winning playoffs this year. We're not a threat to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was just—it was a simple thing. Like, Eric Mangini to like pull Bill, pull Bill Belichick to the side before their Patriots Jets game was like, I know what you do because I was with you before, and like, can you just not do that to us? And Bill Belichick was like, No, I'm going to do it. And Eric Mangini like reported them to the to the league, and it's. So do you think do you think that they did it to everybody else and this is the first time they've got like the Bengals is kind of the scapegoat the scope gate of uh kind of <laughs> of do you think that this is they've done it to everybody else and the Bengals is the one time in which it's been exposed or do you think it was a one time thing? Um I have a really hard time believing it was a one time thing. True. Um and like and another thing I don't think it's just sad because like, like they're having this all-time 100, like 100 team, whatever like that for the NFL, and the number the first coach that was on there was Bill Belichick, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, oh yeah. And like, it's just kind of like, like Bill Belichick, why, why you're a great defensive-minded coach? You've won, you've won. Like you can get to your mean you can get to your means by not having to like to cheat to you know cheat what I mean? yeah and like and you can't say like Bill Belichick is not a part of it because Bill Belichick has like so Bill much Belichick, like he has like influence everything that goes everything that happens in the Patriots Bill Belichick knows about yeah and I don't know I just I just it's disappointing to me I believe if the NFL find out that this is going on I think I know Shannon Sharp are undisputed for saying that he he thinks that like removal. I want Shannon Sharp. I think if they found out that they're doing this again, like like he needs to go. Like he needs to go. It's just been too much of Bill Belichick, and it would be a horrible way for a NFL pioneer. Let's 
I'm you know NFL cornerstone coach. Yeah, to yeah. go out that way, but you know you got to follow the rules. Oh, for yeah. sure, for sure. And I think that it's sad because like if you look at it, and I know we we used the Mount Rushmore segment. Like if you look at the Mount Rushmore seg, like if you do a Mount Rushmore of coaches in the NFL in history, you got probably Vince Lombardi on there. You probably got. Bill Belichick on there somewhere. Yeah. All right. Um, so I kind of – I have this kind of game that I want you guys to kind of do. Um, it's called Guess Them. Okay. So I'm going to give you four quarterbacks, stat lines, and I want you to kind of guess who they are. Okay. All right. Two of them are MVP caliber candidates, and two of them are average – we see them as average quarterbacks, but they actually are, from their stat line, kind of good. Okay. So number one. This guy has 3,274 yards, 24 touchdowns, four interceptions, a 70.1 completion percentage. That's person one. Person two. Well, we'll, we'll just do person well, one. Oh, you want to do just do person that. one? Yeah, yeah. Can you so, repeat that again? My bad. So, person one, 3,274 yards, 24 touchdowns, four interceptions, a 70.1 completion percentage. So I'm thinking because he has under, he doesn't have high numbers. So I'm thinking he has a great running back. So a great running back. I'm thinking Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, these you know, guys with great running running backs. Um, you said 24, 24 touchdowns. Twenty four touchdowns, four interceptions. Yes, four interceptions. Where are you going? I'll go Russell Wilson. Mm. That is incorrect, my good man. Uh, I want to say Kirk, <laughs> only because the low numbers, because that sounds like a Kirk Cousins thing. I don't want to say Aaron, because Aaron doesn't like turn over the ball that much. I want to say Kirk Cousins because of the. I am very impressed. Okay, okay. It's Kirk. That is it Kirk is. Cousins. Only, only because I, of the low when numbers. When I saw that, I was absolutely shocked because, like. You think Kirk Cousins throws interceptions? You think but he Kirk Cousins like is like a kind of like a twenty-four and twelve type guy? Yeah. Like that's wild. Okay, um, person number two, four thousand one hundred twenty-two passing yards, twenty-four touchdowns, eleven interceptions, twenty-six point five completion percentage. Twenty-six point five completion. Did percentage? I say twenty-six point five? Yeah. I meant sixty-five point five. Oh my god! Right, he has four thousand. 4,122 yards, 24 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 65.5 completion percentage. I know exactly who this is. I, the, what the 4,000, I already know who it is. But is, it, is it Dak? I think it's Dak, too. It is Dak. Okay, okay. Dude, <laughs> ow, I got <laughs> All right, I'm two for two now. I think, I think the last two will be too easy. All right. 4,115 yards. 26 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. (laughs) 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 That's a good man from uh, 61. Hold on, let me finish. 61.3 completion percentage. I'm guessing that's the great man from Florida State, Mr. Crab Legs. Shout out to to Will because, (laughs) hey, talk in your British accent real quick because he asked us. That's a great man from uh, Florida State. Florida State from Stanford. <laughs> yes, it is. It's it James. is Jameis Winston. All right, three for three. All right, and then the last one, 
This is person number four. It is 3,422 yards, 26 touchdowns, five interceptions, 66.8 completion percentage. Who you got? I think I have an idea who it is. I'm going to go. Let, um, me, let me repeat it one more time. Okay. So, 3,422 yards, 26 touchdowns, five interceptions, 66.8 completion percentage. Yeah, I know exactly who this is. I go Lamar. I'm going to go Lamar as well. It is not. Who is it? This is Russell Wilson. Okay, okay. Oh. okay. Lamar, I didn't put the, him on this list, but Lamar actually in passing yards, <laughs> yes, I don't know why you said Lamar because I told you beforehand that it, I didn't put Lamar on this list. Um, okay, Lamar has like <laughs> Lamar has like twenty eight hundred passing yards because he has a thousand rushing yards. Now, there's not only football in the NFL which is going on, but there's also college football. And the college football, we had a little game on our Instagram in which Gabe is going to be talking about the winners for. Man, so. Two of my boys are actually. I I admit I'm a winner of this as well. I will I will three, back that. There were three total. Win, there were three winners in which went four and zero on our Instagram. So it was me, my old friend Hunter Treese. Shout out to Hunter doing his thing, and then my other friend. I haven't seen him in a while. We need to catch up, man. Michael Stars. Hey, dude, good job, guys. Doing his thing, doing his college baseball thing out there, man. Just keep doing his thing. And you won absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's all for pride, no prize. Um, no, yeah, good job, guys. Good job. Yeah, good congrats. Job. Because if you ask me, I'm pretty sure I went two for two. I was literally the only person in which picked Wisconsin over Ohio State. Bro, Wisconsin was balling until they hit Ohio State in the season, but. Yeah, and dude, they were they were up twenty one seven at one point. So yeah, you know. Also, dude, Utah down. Dude, we we called it. We called it last week. Utah. Yeah, we, I, 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 I was like, really, Utah? They ain't making no. no. True, true. Now, the, with the regular season being all over and kind of the bowls being talked about now, the, now we're. I guess four days away now from the Heisman ceremony. Who is your Heisman? So the four possible, the main four candidates is Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, 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 one of those two, Hurts. Chase Young, and Justin Fields. So who is your Heisman winner? I'll start with you, Gabe. All right, my Heisman winner is uh, Jalen Hurts, and I think. Sleeper pick. Good pick. He doesn't have, you know, the passing yards as a lot of the other quarterbacks. But I think just his story, you know, where he's came from, I think that's enough to win it. Um, you know, he got everybody knows he got replaced by Tua in that um the championship game and then they started him the rest of the year. And I mean, being a starting quarterback, you know, that's hard. And then so he transferred to Oklahoma. And he's doing his thing. He has uh, 3,600 yards, 32 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, he's got the fourth best, fourth best QB rating. He also has uh, 1,200 rushing yards and 18 it, touchdowns as dude, well. Dude, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. So, like, pretty much what Lamar is doing in the NFL right now, Jalen Hurts is doing that in college. And you, and you definitely just can't sneeze at, like, 
being a starting quarterback is hard enough, but having a being a starting quarterback and bringing two separate teams to the college football playoffs like that's un, that that's just unbeknownst to me. That's and just crazy. Just a couple more things. He also in his debut he shattered Baker's record for like most yards in a debut. He had 508 total yards of offense, and against Oklahoma State he had a passing, rushing, and receiving touchdown. Wow. So yeah, that is that is pretty things. wild. And I, I honestly think he's the most pro-ready out of all the four candidates just because I feel like he he has a more of a winner's mentality than all of them. And I and I really like I really like his attitude of like even when he wins, he's still at the gym like after the game and like lifting and stuff like that. To me that just shows that he's hungry. Adam, who do you have as your, your highest we're gonna go back to that going to the gym and your pads bro stop that's the oh it was in his that's, pads yes he I, was yes, the one that i saw pads, <laughs> he was in his pads doing curls or doing something I, I'm the like, one bro. i did see was him doing curls I'm like bro really like stop it like, just take your pads off yeah. and then go to the gym <laughs> and dude me i'm a, i'm one of those guys bro like i don't believe in that like if you're a mission if you do mission if you got a mission camp bro there should not be any cameras because I feel like you want people to see you. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're gonna be if you're gonna like work hard or if you're gonna do something to like care or something like that, like, there shouldn't be no cameras. You know what I mean? You should just do it and know you did it. Yeah. Um my husband is my husband is Chase Young. I think the defensive candidate, I like it. I think that to be in to be the only defensive player in an offensive, not even an offensive-dominated award, a quarterback-dominated award is really crazy. Like, um, I got some stats off ESPN. Uh, he has 44 tackles, which 44 tackles, yeah, it's not a lot, but it is in college when you only play, you know, a certain amount of games. And especially for a defensive end. And yeah. he has 16 solo tackles by himself, like, Soul tackles are kind of hard, bro. Like, that's all yeah. I gotta say. He has 16 and a half sacks, and let's put this in perspective. He has 16 and a half sacks, and he was gone he, for two days. He games, missed. Right? He missed two games with the violation of T. Ball, his borrowed money from a friend, and six forced fumbles. The guy, like, the guy at one point was, I think he was getting blocked by like three people. Like, I think he's the most pro ready. I think he. I think my my NFL comparison for him. Is Jadavion? I was actually thinking the same thing. Jadavion, and he reminds me a lot of T.J. Watt. I think he could be a linebacker as well. But like, I think he he just he's going really good, man. I think he can be a leader. Well, I don't know about leader, but I think he can be a game changer on anyone who traded him. I think he's the number one overall pick. I think that's a lock. Um, he'll probably go Giants or Bengals. Who they could use him. Oh yeah. yeah, both teams could use the, him as a pass rusher, or even as a linebacker coming from a pass rushing position. Like, and I like Chase Young. I think he should win only because you know he's in the eye of the nation as a defensive player, and that doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, yeah. and I think I think that's a good one, just because um, sixteen and a half sacks that leads the country, and he missed two games. Like that's that's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so mine, I'm gonna go with kind of the the front runner for the Heisman candidate. Um, and I'm going to go with Joe, Joe Burrow. Um, he leads to, 
he has 4,715 uh, yards. He has 48 touchdowns. He has the highest pass completion percentage in college football right now. He has six interceptions. So he's throwing touchdowns. If you look at his kind of like uh, – if you look at his touchdown to – interception ratio he's throwing eight touchdowns for every one interception and as we saw Jameis Winston is pretty much a one-to-one so uh he to me is the most pro ready just because he's having that efficiency now a lot of people a lot of critics of him are kind of coming in and they do have a good argument of this is really his only first year of kind of being in the spotlight in stardom but to me you can't argue with numbers you can't argue with efficiency and he's not playing North Carolina for the blind he's not playing anybody kind of these sorry teams he's versing Georgia's he's versing Alabama's he's versing a lot of these SEC teams in which on paper have the best defenses so I'm going with Joe Burrow Um, I think he's the man Um, he looks like he looks like the guy from Home Alone. Has anybody ever seen? Have you seen that comparison? The guy no. from Home Alone. I can't remember what his name is right now. I, mean, I can see it. Oh yeah, I forget his name too. But yeah, I can see I, it. I, I, yeah, I, know, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I like Joe Burrow a lot. I think I think I think he's gonna be. I think he can come into an NFL offense and be ready. I mean, and play. Oh yeah, definitely. I think this quarterback class coming in. Um, I just saw that that Jordan Love from the Utah Aggies, who we thought were going to transfer somewhere, he's actually he declared. I think that this team, I think that this quarterback class is way better than last year's quarterback class. Oh yeah, because yeah. I mean last year's quarterback class, like you had Kyler, and that was kind of it. Yeah, and Ky- and honestly, Ky- Kyler the year before, yeah, may have gone fourth fifth round. <laughs> I don't know fourth fifth round. I don't think he'd be first. Do you think? Because I think honestly, six, though, I think the six quarterbacks: Sam Darnold, Mason Rudolph, Baker, um, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, and Lamar. I think those six quarterbacks are, are better, better than, than Kyler. Kyler. Because and, and yeah, to me, honestly, you go even further back. Do you think? Personally, I would. I know I might be hot take, but. I would personally go with Will Greer over Kyler Murray. Nah, nah. Dude, Kyler Murray, I don't know about that one. No. Kyler Murray's been competing against some really good teams with and David Johnson. Like, where have you been? Not a great off of the line. Guess Not, who has him on his fantasy team and had him in this, picked him up in the second man, round? Shut up, dog. Man, first week of the playoffs, bro, I have Saquon and Alvin. You know how many points they got me combined? Eight. Eleven. Lem, <laughs> dude, get so I just want you guys to kind of walk through. I want to kind of walk you guys through what happened last night. So I'm up by 39 points going into the Monday Night Football game. My opponent Hayden, shout out to Hayden, good friend of mine. That's an awesome guy. Dude, he has the Philadelphia defense in Zach Ertz. Oh, I wake up today and I have won by one point. Yeah. Zach Ertz got 30 points for him yesterday, and the Philadelphia defense got 38. Dude, if I would have woke up, because I went to bed at 8 o'clock because you know I'm old now, but if I would have woke up and I would have lost, and it's a playoff, and it's not even like a one- or a two-game playoff, it's a one-game playoff, if I would have lost, I would have literally, I think I would have called out of school because I don't know if I could have handled that day. (laughs) But it was a good time. Like, what we told you, but we haven't told the guys. Like, the people, like, like our league is $100 buy-in. 
prize is the prize like number one guy gets like eight hundred bucks. Eight hundred bucks for number one. Second gets three hundred. Uh, third place gets uh, their money back. So right now I'm in the second round, and there's four people left. So more than likely I can try to at least get, get my hundred dollars yeah, back. If you have the most points out of the two losers teams, then you get your money back. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, I hate that more silence now. My doll. My dog whooped me, dog. Dude, it was like it was bad. Usually, bro, well, going in, bro, going into Monday night game, and I had I had uh, Carson and Saquon, bro. I was down 110 points. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> like maybe. Well, dude, Mike Dial, Mike Dial literally had like 220, 230 points yeah, going. Bro. Like he had 215 to end the night, and like, like look at this, he like. 42, Austin Eckler. 21, Austin, uh, Allen Robinson. 41, Emmanuel Sanders. Like, like He had – his people were going off. And so, real talk, I'm kind of worried, like, because he's still in the winner's bracket. So, I got to verse him if I beat Ben this week. But shout-outs to Ben. Hey, I'm coming for you, dog. Yeah, ben, ben. Ben's 13-0. But Ben had 122 points this week. So, I got a chance, but it's – he is 13-0, so it's going to be a hard one. But kind of going off this fantasy football talk, even though – Buddy, how's your fantasy team going? Just sideline. Uh, I mean, we're playing better as of late. What my team is doing <laughs> – what my team has been doing now that the season is over, like they should have been doing all year. And I also got Derrick Henry. Shout out to Derrick Henry. Hey, that man's been going off. He's in my $100 league. Dude, I, I think next year Derrick Henry is going to – be the best running back in the league i wouldn't go that far just because i've said that for two straight years and he's never been the best running back in the league but he could yeah. be so kind of transitioning from the football talk the mlb free agency and as a nationals fan adam yes. how happy are you Stephen back let me tell you something, how brother. are you excited to have Stephen back or would you rather have anthony rendon back? i would have that i would rather have anthony rendon but i think steven strasburg is more important i mean guys pitching can literally like win you or lose you a world series good point good point so i think i'm glad he's back i thought he was i thought i thought this move with him leaving the the nationals and like going for more money i thought it was automatic nationals or braves or braves um but he didn't he stayed with us and i'm really grateful and you know I would I would go with Anthony Rendon is more valuable just because if you look at it like Anthony Rendon literally led the led the league last year in batting average mm-hmm. and like that's incredible just in its own right and he was the number one player on your team but he's also probably one of the best players in the league yeah. and but if you look at Steven Strasburg like Steven Strasburg World Series MVP he's great in his own right but he's never going to be that number one pitcher on the Nationals themselves. Like, no. Max, Max Scherzer, Scherzer is be. the man. And well, he always has been and always will be. Well, this is classified information. I'm not supposed to tell anybody. Did you talk classified. to Did you talk to Steven? Classified information. But the Nationals, we talks with the Phillies. I'm trying to get Bryce back. You, that's not true. Really? Classified no, information. No, no, that's not true, Gabe. <laughs> don't, don't tell imagine, anybody. Imagine Dude, that. Dude, the Bryce Harper... One, y'all don't have enough money for that. No, 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 brother. We're Se- making money. Secondly, Bryce Harper's on like a 13-year, like $330 million contract. He said he made a mistake going to the Phillies. He don't know what that was about. Hey, Bryce Harper got the best hair, though, in the league. 
Um, yeah, I think he has pretty good hair. I think Dude, he he, hair. he's got the hair. But free agency is in full swing. Steven Strasburg got figured out. He's going back to the Nationals. We also have breaking news tonight. Boop, 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 boop. Of D.D. Gregorius from the Yankees. He's going to the Phillies this for this upcoming year. Who? <laughs> I don't know why. Dude, D.D. is probably... I would say the most up-and-coming shortstop in the league. Definitely. Um, I think – but there's also a lot of big-name players in which are still on the market. Mm-hmm. Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, man, you hate it for the Angels because, like, Garrett Cole was supposed to go, go to the, the Angels, Angels yeah. for, like, however many – however much money they wanted. But what ended up happening is, like, right now – Garrett Cole has like a seven-year, like $250 million contract on the table from the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And like it's not signed yet, but it's pretty much like yeah, if they good. don't – if he doesn't go to the Yankees, it's going to be a pretty shocking move. You also got Anthony Rendon. Nobody knows where Anthony Rendon's going to go. Um, he could go to the Cubs. I don't know how he's going to go to the Cubs. More than likely he's going to go to the Rangers because they really, really, really need him. You also got people – I just want this to be known that people don't give him respect now, but four or five years ago, mm-hmm. Madison Bumgarner was one of the best pitchers and is one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. And he's on free agency and nobody's really talking about him. And I see why, because he hasn't really done anything in like two, three years. But in the World Series, I think it was in 2014, he had one of the most dominant pitching performances of all time. Um, he's on the market. Nobody knows where he's going to go. I think he's going to resign with the Giants. And then you also got Marcelo Zuna, which was one part of that stacked Marlins team that just got traded away. He was traded to the Cardinals. Um, I Nobody knows where he's going to go either. I personally think that he might go to somewhere in which he can go ring shopping. So he might go to the Dodgers. He might go somewhere else. I don't know about that. but Man, I wish Dalton was here to talk to you because me and Buddy over here. Yep. Yeah, man, definitely. But Marcelo Zuna, Marcelo Zuna to me is a specimen of an athlete just because he can hit for 330. He can hit you 35 home runs, but he can also steal you a couple bases in the process as well, in which really nobody does that. Going back to Garrett Cole, I know Dalton, he's a Yankees fan, but he he stated multiple times like he doesn't want Garrett Cole to come. Like, do you think that's how it is for, like, a lot of Yankees fans? I don't know why. I don't know why. I think he – I don't – I think he likes being, like, not the favorite. I don't know, but – I don't know. I just know that Yankees, they need – they need pitching. Mm-hmm. And, like, what you kind of see in the playoffs was they had a good – they had a good hitting rotation – but pitching kind of was their was their downfall. Now they, I would go with. I mean, Garrett Cole's such a once in a generation talent that like I wouldn't say he's once in a generation, but he's such a top tier talent that if he will sign with you, then great. If he wants to come to the Cubs, we will surely have him with however much money he wants. You hear me, Garrett Cole? Come to the Cubs. Um, Anybody come to the Cubs? No, <laughs> Anthony Rendon possibly might come to the Cubs. But you I also, did also hear, like, people were t- – I heard Nationals were talking about they want Chris Bryant as well, so. I don't, I don't know. know what's going on with Chris Bryant. I think that Chris Bryant, like, I hate to give up on my man, but, like, Chris Bryant hasn't, like 
he had that rookie of the year campaign, and I think it was like 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. And then he had that MVP caliber – well, he had the MVP caliber season, and I think it was 2015 or 2016. But since 2016, 2017, yeah, 2018, he, he, he hasn't fly. really done anything. Um, I love Chris Bryant, but I think you got to know when to hold him and know when to fold him. And I think that it's one of those times to fold him. You also got Josh Donaldson. A lot of people don't know about Josh Donaldson. He played for the Braves last year. Really good, rejuvenated Josh Donaldson. People don't people forget Josh Donaldson was an MVP. He was a silver slugger. He was one of the best when he played with the Toronto Blue Jays. But he had been kind of falling off the map. But last year was kind of his rejuvenation year. Um, and so it's going to be interesting to see where he falls as well. Um, but that's that's baseball talk for you. Definitely, definitely. Um, buddies over there quiet and stuff. But we got something for you, brother. David Fisdale, uh, he's fired from the Knicks. Gone. How do you feel? There. How do you feel? I, I don't really – care for the Knicks that much but it is it is sad because like I it's not David Fisdale's fault because we we keep saying this it's I don't even know Steve Mills it's his like he comes from the top yeah and Steve Mills he's been the executive he he's executive vice president 2013 and 2017 he was the president and he hasn't done anything 2013 actually last last year the Knicks made the playoffs and they haven't done anything after that you know, David Fisdale hopped in a hot mess and tried to fix it and iron some things out. And I think he has. I think they have a very promising future with R.J. and Dennis Smith Jr. and, and uh, Mitchell Robinson. But, you know, Steve Mills, you also promised Kyrie and KD. Where yeah. they at? They in suits in Brooklyn. <laughs> you also promised Zion. Did y'all, oh, sorry, Adam. Yeah. Did you see how KD had his hand up and then <laughs> people Spencer, just Spencer like walk past? He him. just walked right by. <laughs> KD. The funniest part is KD hit himself on the hand. Bro, I used to do that, bro. Bro, I saw a punch, bro. I mean, I used to go up to the host and like ask for a dap up, and they didn't dap me up. I used to dap myself <laughs> up, bro. Swore um, but like, yeah, KD and Kyrie. They in jeans, a blazer, and a t-shirt talking about what they're going to do when they come back. Um, Zion, like, Zion, like, Zion is on his couch eating gumbo in New Orleans, probably. <laughs> so, like, there's all these promises. And then you have almost $80 million in the cap, and you get Julius Randle. Like, nah. That's, that's- you, nah. David Fisdale, brother, we got a job over over here, you know, at the Miami Heat or organization where we win, and we don't waste our money. True. And, like, David Fisdale never got anything he was promised. And I think wherever he goes, I think the, the NBA is not going to keep those past couple years. No, I'm not going to pin that on him because I don't think it's really his fault. I think it's Stevie Mill. Stevie Mill, you need to go on and retire or they need to fire you or whatever. Because you know. Now, another thing that I know is right up Gabe's alley. Gabe, how do you feel about the D Rose game winner? One of, if you don't know, one of Gabe's favorite players of all time, maybe even his favorite player. How do you feel about the Pistons winning off a D Rose game winner? Well, let me let me give y'all some context. So, 
a lot of people said Lonzo is arguably one of the best on-ball defenders in the NBA last season. I think he's the most one of the best on-ball defenders this year, too, but, you know. And Pistons are down by two. Who scores on Lonzo? D-Rose. D-Rose. And then Drew Holiday, an all-defensive player. He made all-defensive first team a couple years back or something like that. Who gets the game-winner hit on them? D-Rose. D-Rose is still capable of getting anywhere on the court he wants to get. And I thought he was going to say something about like yeah. being an MVP or something like that. <laughs> I was about to say easy there, but I thought he better say some foul uh, stuff out of his mouth. But yeah, I mean he's he's not putting up eye popping numbers, but I think considering like everything like he's gone through, it's it's a good thing to see him still able to play very good. And honestly, he's like we we always say like he looks just as fast as he did his M. Maybe not just as fast, but he like looks, he's still one of the fastest players in the league. He was really, really, really fast, and I think, I think, I don't know. I, I like you can't hate Derrick Rose. I give you junk. I give you crap about Derrick Rose because you're my friend, and like I have to give you crap. Like I give him crap about Jimmy G all the time, but Jimmy <laughs> G's not a bad quarterback, really. But D Rose was really, really, really good. I don't know. I don't know if the Pistons gonna make the playoffs this year, but I think there was a good signing. For them and for Derrick Rose. Oh yeah, and you know, he just looks good, man. I'm really happy that he found. I'm really happy he found a home. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that Chicago has the All Star game. I don't think he'll be All Star, but I think that'd yeah. be really cool because he's from Chicago, the Rose from the concrete, and so we'll see. Well, my bad. We'll see. We'll see. I didn't. Yeah. Mean, I didn't mean to kick you, bro. No, you good. You good. Now, I, better be good. I actually forgot about this because we actually have to do this, and we were supposed to do this during the uh, NFL segment. Who's your lock of the week? I actually tied last week because the Lions were 13 points underdogs, and they lost by 13. So I right now am 7-5-1. and one. Adam lost last week because he chose the Saints. So Adam is 7-8-6, or 8-5. Eight, eight and eight and five and then buddy you won last week correct yeah so you're five and eight yeah okay so let's see who is your lock of the week you want me to start it off i'll start it off i'm going with the lock of the week for me is um i'm gonna go with the seahawks beating the panthers seahawks are five and a half point favorites but i'm going with they they easily cover that just because the panthers I think the Panthers are beyond dead. They need reviving. They've done hit resurrection am and everything else. Um, but I'm going with the Seahawks over the Panthers. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Woo! I'm going to go my Saints. We got nine points over the Colts. Nine. Oh, my bad. I forgot your stupid rule. Yes, nope. you can't <laughs> choose the Saints every week. I didn't choose them two weeks ago. I'm going to pick it's the Packers over the Bears four and a half. I'm going to do Bears over the Packers four and a half. Okay. Mitch, actually, Mitch has been Mitch playing trying, well. Mitch trying to save his job. He's trying to save his job. They've won like three in a row. Yeah. I'm going to go with the Dolphins over the Giants. No way. Let's. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Oh, here we go. New York is favored by three and a half. Okay. I'm going to go with the Dolphins 
covering that. I promise you, only like die, 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 die hard Dolphins and Giants fans are going to watch that game. Oh, yeah. That game going to be on Cartoon Network. <laughs> Cartoon Network. <laughs> it's going to be on Cartoon <laughs> It's going to be on Hulu for free. For free. <laughs> Hulu has live sports. They, Hulu they has gonna, live sports. They're going to ask people to watch yeah, it. <laughs> so, I actually saw this today, and I wanted, I wanted to run it by you guys. So, shocking sports fact of the day. So, you ready? In 1963, Hall of Famer pitcher, Hall of Fame pitcher, Gaylord Perry remarked, they'll put a man on the moon before I hit a home run. Six years later, on July 20th, 1969, a few years after Neil Armstrong set foot on the moon, <laughs> Gaylord Perry hit his first and only home run. <laughs> he hit a few years after? A few, it wasn't a few hours. No, it was, well, it wasn't a few hours it, after, yeah. So it was six years after he originally said it. Mm-hmm. And then um, it was a few hours after Neil Armstrong gets put on the moon that he hits his own first and only home run. That is your shocking fact of the day there, folks. I like that. I like that. Did you guys know, I think this past Monday was the 13th year anniversary where Tracy McGrady dropped 33 and 13 seconds. Did oh, you really? know that this was the this is the eighth anniversary of Chris Paul getting rejected by the league to go to get traded to the Lakers? Mm. What do y'all think would have happened with that if he would have actually gone to the Lakers? Do you think – Kobe could have won another ring, or do you think that it was going to kind of waste everything? I think we would have finally seen uh, – well, I don't know, because didn't the Mavs sweep the Lakers that year? Yeah. Um, you, no. Oh, they didn't? No. Oh, they didn't? Oh, I don't know. We might have finally gotten to see, like, LeBron versus Kobe in the finals. I think that would have been huge. I think if it had been the Lakers – on it, LeBron would probably not have had that horrible finals, but I mean, who knows? Yeah, because who would have been on there to guard him? Yeah, I think nah. One thing I think CP3 we were talking about this earlier. I think he's the top thirty player of all, all time, but he's like top five worst teammate of all time. Mm, yeah, Kobe and CP. CP? Yeah, he's a horrible. He's Horrible teammate. How? What? I've never heard anything bad about CP as a teammate. He's a horrible teammate, dog. Like how though? Like, I know there was somebody who said something about him. It was, I th- like, like I don't know about I don't know about when he played for the Pelicans, but I know like him and Blake Griffin were always arguing. Him and D, like D, uh, DJ were always arguing with the Clippers. Like when he went to the Rockets, when he went to the Rockets, the reason he's with. Well, the reason he's with OKC is because him and James Harden, you know, and he went to the office and, like, not going to choose me or James Harden. And, like, (laughs) (laughs) hell no. And (laughs) nobody (laughs) – and they were like, okay, uh, James Harden, for uh, sure. Yeah. The Houston Houston front office is like, (laughs) yeah, Chris, we'll pick – no, Chris. No, Chris Ball. You got to go. Who did – Chris Paul, or who did Russell Westbrook get traded for? Chris, Chris Paul, Paul, that's straight up? No, no, no. For other stuff, but, I mean, no one wants to get into that craziness. I just think it would have been – I think – I think it would have been some Biden. I, a lot of arguing. I think there have been a lot of fighting. 
I think both of their worth ethic would have been matched. I think they're both gym rats. They're both very smart, but it definitely would have been some some trash talking yeah. in each other's faces. And who was the coach? Who was the coach for that team? Was it um? Who was the coach? Whoever the coach was, I don't. Whoever the Lakers. Yeah, it was. It was, it was Phil's. No, was Phil still? Was he still? No, I think Phil was with the Knicks then. Maybe. I don't know, but who? I don't know. It just wouldn't have worked out. I, I hate to say that, but it wouldn't have worked out. I think them getting Steve Nash and all that craziness. I think that was the better thing. With like, I think that was the better team, but like everybody was old, so like all the injuries. Oh, happened. the downfall of Dwight Howard. Dude, yes, people and you think, and you think was Kobe stuff. was on? You think Kobe was on uh, Dwight Howard? Chris Paul would have been on Dwight Howard too. Dwight Howard would probably bro, you quit. suck like Trey Young, bro, bro. You guys suck, bro. You know, I was thinking about that too. Like Trey Young, like how he like kind of went off of his team, and like I think like like Hawk, some Hawk Atlanta Hawks like executives pulled him to the side and like like you know the trade trade deadlines coming up. We're gonna try to get you some help, like. They have, they have enough young pieces there to like develop. I think. I think I think Trey Young's just being a little impatient. Um, but Devin Booker, I mean Devin Booker sent another guy that's been balling, like, and he's never had help. He's had help this year. He got Kelly Oubre doing push-ups all over this court. <laughs> I think DeAndre. I think DeAndre Aiden when he gets back, um, I think he's going to be a big factor. Um, I forgot about him actually. Yeah, I think Ricky Rubio <laughs> is a great player. I think Frank, I think that was the best thing Frank could have did because he was not doing it. I was about to say, do not talk about Frank because Frank is terrible. I mean, they also got Frank was better than Cody Zeller. That's all I gotta say. No, he was not. <laughs> Frank was better than Cody Zeller, bro. No, he was say. not. Frank <laughs> Kaminsky. Every game that I ever went to a Hornets game, Frank Kaminsky got no more than ten points. Bro, you do know. The one game, the one game you were talking about, how Frank and Cody was looking bad. They're going to Boogie Cousins, the Kings Boogie Cousins, the dog. So <laughs> before post ACL Boogie yeah. Cousins, Gabe, bring us home. What is your pickup line of the week? Man, I'm, I'm gonna pass it to Adam this week. You know, I'm gonna pass it to Jacob this week. All right, so here's what here's what I got. <laughs> so you go up to this girl, right, and you say, "Hey, mama." Can I buy you a drink? Is first that all, easy? First of all, Dick, can I not say, hey, mama? Don't call her mama. That's Little weird. mama? <laughs> Big mama. Just, you're definitely <laughs> not getting a drink then. You got to say, I love mama. You gotta say, the way you say it is, I love that's, mama. That's all I got. That that I feel like that's good enough for me is, hey, Big mama. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call her Big mama. <laughs> can I buy you a drink? And that's it. Don't that's call it. her. If she's a big mama, don't call her big mama. If she's a, if she's little, don't call her big mama. Women have like. Can I say madam? <laughs> hey, madam. This is why. Can I buy you a drink? This is why we don't hang out. <laughs> this is why we don't hang out. No, All right, guys. Broke. That's why we don't hang out. Did you say because you're broke? Bro, I am broke. Yes. I know. Well, if anybody wants to hit up Adam on Venmo, bro, <laughs> I drop your Venmo. Bro, I think it's. <laughs> Spare change. <laughs> <laughs> I do have I do have Vels I do have Zell, Venmo, and Cash App. Um I've never heard of Zell before. Zell Zell is like the bank accounts are connected, so they don't like charge you for like they're distributing the money. 
like Cash App and Zip, like Cash App and Venmo does. But, but yeah, and you know, if you just want straight, send me cash. You know what I mean? Um, Either way, you t- send the money to East Baptist Church, uh, and just say Adam <laughs> Delon in the envelope, and uh, I'll make sure I get the money. All right. Well, guys, it's been a good episode. We'll see you next week. Have a good week. And remember, Gabe, finish us out. Remember to all of our millions and millions and and millions millions of viewers out there and listeners, just know that you're not only welcome, but you're wanted. And uh, just so you didn't catch it before, the 49ers are better than the Saints.